0: Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Hey humans, welcome back to another episode of Waking Up with Melissa. Today we have Vanessa New from at this Bruja. And I probably messed that up humans, but it's okay. I'm so excited to chat with you, Vanessa. Can we just dive right in? Because I know before we even hit record, I was like, girl, please let me hit record. We we're just talking about so many juicy topics from people being online. Uh, one of the things that I really got from our conversation before was just the expertise, the years that you have in the game. And so why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your work and what your most known for and then we'll just allow spirit to just guide us. That's
1: I how I do. This. I love this, Melissa. It's so good to be here with you. Tan lindo, tan lindo estar contigo. Um, so I grew up in a Latino household that wasn't overly religious. We were Catholic-based, but we had our altares. And so curanderismo, espiritismo was normal. We talked about our dreams, our sueños. It was normal. We did limpias every month, like the four of us. It was like my little one-year-old sister, me, 11, all of us with our huevo praying. And my mom will be doing it. And, you know, if one of us was screwed up, she'd be doing this al medio around the house. she put the glass of water under the bed, near the bed. All the things, you know, from cleaning and mal de ojo, limpiando el mal de ojo to el empacho and all these things. I just thought it was normal. And I started being really psychic as a young kid at 16. um, My mom blindfolded me as we did a Ouija board. A lot of information came through. A lot of people know these stories, so I'm not going to repeat them. And my parents started offering me to, my father was a business owner, and he started bringing people home. And I was reading people. And so I'm reading adults. I'm like 16 years old, like, you know, the oldest sister, the one who had to translate all the things, la hermana mayor, la, you know, like in, um, in Encanto, the one who has to hold everything up. Um, and there I am, like getting all these downloads. And so at some point I was like, look, I lost it. I don't know, but I really didn't. And so it was just a way of being in a way of life. Fast forward into starting circles at when I'm 20, 21, uh, doing hypnosis training, energy training, sitting in sweat lodge 18 years, getting initiated at 23. And, you know, people are like, yo, why didn't you come out sooner? Or how come we don't know about you? Why aren't you more known? I'll be very frank. I didn't want to be known. Now things have shifted and changed because I know that the more visible I am, the more in service I can be. And so... I just want to share that part because it's so important, like my great grandmother on one side and my other grandmother on one side, four or five generations of psychic mediums that never talked about it, right, mm-hmm. but did it in front of me. And as a little kid, I'd see my grandmother's head rolling like this and she'd like, to, you know, passing the spirit. And I'd be like, when I grow up, I don't want to roll my head, you know. And so I am currently, you know, a Latinx bruja. I am a clinical hypnotist. I focus on past life regression, soul uh, releasement, meaning attachments that stuck to you and you don't even know, um, ancestral healing energy work, and I am also writing columns as an astrologer for Bilatina News. I am a trainer for the Bella Abzug Young Women's Leadership Institute for over a decade, so I come in, I do circles, I do all this healing and clearing, and I also have the School of the Healing Artes. What I focus on, and in the School of the Healing Artes, we focus on supporting the next generation of BIPOC and Latinx healers, because we know that um, most of the images of the gurus and healers and spiritual teachers are, you know, waifs who are about 20, blonde, blue-eyed, white, et cetera. And I grew up personally con todas las sanadoras and all the healers who are Latina, Afro-Latina, Indigenous, maybe some light-skinned like I am, but mostly very mixed background of healers in New York City. Not not what we see person. on the internet <laughs> right 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 because right, there was no internet back then not like you know the blonde person sitting in a yoga position not that there's anything wrong with being blonde okay not that there's anything wrong with being white not that there's anything wrong with being a size zero or 20 years old but when we start focusing overly focusing on one image I think that that is limiting and feeds into the patriarchal system that we're existing in. And so that's what the school does. And I really focus on helping people connect to the power of their intuition, breaking through ancestral patterns so they can thrive, creating the lives that they want
0: and the businesses that they want. So. One thing that you brought up right now that is just like so juicy is this image that is out there. I don't think we've actually fully nailed and talked about that on the podcast. So I really love that, you know, just straight out the gate, you're like, okay, this is what I focus on and really bringing um, a better image. Because for me, like, it was the same thing. It's like, I grew up with, you know, all of my tias when I would go to Ecuador, that's the first thing they do. They're like, take off your shoes. Pasar el huevo. They're cracking it. They're like, uh, uh-uh, you got to go in the back. We got to do a, a full limpieza let's get the honey out and so you know in many ways for me personally I think I shut that down because I was like what the hell even though it was normal when I was here in America that's not what my friends talked about and so I kind of always shrunk and it's, it's only now that I'm in my 30s that I can publicly speak about those things and so I don't think it's something that we have to jump out of the closet it's just that I feel like in many ways we're unaware, right? It's like, we just don't know that this is so normal and other people online, they make it so popular.
1: Yes. Popular. Well, because, you know, first of all, I think that my mentors and then my generation of older than you are, we came out in our cities, and our towns, wherever we were coming out. And then we came out online. I came out online 10 years ago. So we were already like creating the way. And then the people come behind us. That's how it always is, right? The ancestors come before us. And so because there is a movement to evolve and clear and heal and also reclaim our ancestral gifts. And then because we're living in a patriarchal capitalistic society, donde hay dinero, everyone's going to focus, right? So you're always going to find that that focus. And, and I just want to share, like, I stayed quiet too. Like, I did work in my community. I was like the local you know, modern curandera um, 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, I'm like 27, 28 years old. People are coming to me. I'm coming to other people too, like older than me who are guiding me and clearing me and helping me. But I, I was hiding in that way. The reason I was hiding is that insecurity that every time you look on every, what spiritual is defined in the Western world has been somebody doing yoga. But again, white-ified, right? Because it's not a person from India doing it or somebody who is ancestrally in alignment with that. Again, not saying that somebody who's white or light skin can't do something. I'm not saying that because I am also light skin myself. Very mixed background, but this is the way I look. And I know that I have white privilege in that way. But I'm saying that we just can't show one image. And so even for me, I was hiding because even though you'd think it would be easier for me to walk through some spaces, and I'm sure it is, and it has been, I also am, I don't look that way though. I don't look, you know, a size zero. I've been a chesty, voluptuous woman, practically all my life. And when I started to come out, I wasn't 22 either, right? And so I've spoken on stages alongside Marion Williamson, by the way. I have spoken on stages with Gabby Bernstein. I've been with Rock Goddess, Latham Thomas. I've been on different circuits and the attention was always geared towards people yeah. who looked a certain a certain way um I think things are changing um but i think that no matter what's happening in the you know in in systemic racist, racist society we still need to do our magic and we still need to hold on but it was not popular and you know when you talk about like sometimes people are like oh my god you know why are you so connected and i just realized this and i'm 41 well, I'm fifty, i'm 60. And I'm like, we're all different. And my indigenous grandmother was given up for adoption, didn't know her people. We didn't know, by the way, she was from Peru until recently. We thought she was from Argentina, like indigenous tribe in Argentina or indigenous community in Argentina. We did not know until we did DNA. So, because she was adopted. My other family from Spain, Eastern European, Eastern Europeans, Portuguese, Italy, all these places, there is indigenous practices in all of the races and all of the cultures. And all of us were squashed and 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 shut down so it was europeans it was africans it was indigenous people now there was white privilege so white privileged people were able to experience certain privileges economically etc and other and many many freedoms at the same time we all have it but yet again it's being whitewashed where this is what spirituality looks like right it's only one view right so now and I'll be transparent with you. I want—I know I've talked a lot, but I want to talk. I want you to talk too. I'll be transparent. So I'm doing a photo shoot soon, and I was looking at all the clothes that I wanted for my spiritual segment, right? And obviously, we're spiritual in our underwear. We're spiritual naked, the most probably. We're spiritual in anything because we're just spiritual. But when I started looking at outfits, my mind went to the wispy, white gossamer, like all this, right? With my beautiful goddess globes that is not going to be it's going to (laughs) be pornographic. you know what i'm saying and i got sad because i'm like oh my god the way the media and then i said let me chill and i started to search curanderas when i searched curanderas you know i saw four feet tall brown women who were short and wide okay yeah okay and i had to see those images because we come in all sizes we could be six foot five we could be three feet tall but we need to keep reclaiming those spaces in however we look and however we show up in whatever size, whatever age,
0: whatever race, whatever culture we have. You know, you're really helping me speak massive authenticity and why it's so important for us to yeah do your homework and figuring out your ancestors their medicine where you come from and how you can continue to pull forth that lineage and you know you said something and I was like literally chills because I just found that my family is from Ecuador and Cuba right so like my dad is Cuban he literally came here escaped Cuba during the 50s that, that whole thing um joined the military and then my mom's the oldest of nine and her mom um is also from Quito, which is like also where the Andes run through. And I didn't know. I just found out that we were also from Peru. And so their grandparents came over because Peru and Ecuador, there was also a whole thing there and so you know I'm still also getting to know my own lineage and I'm like no wonder no wonder you start to really hook up and really figure out more of who you are and that's so important because isn't that the whole journey of why we're here it's not about like being online and making money it's just like who are we and like who are we really I think that's ultimately like what I've learned through yoga meditating all of this stuff but I think the authenticity piece and us just really showing who we are is so fucking important because I did that too, you know? I always tell people, I'm like, I'm an old lady when I started, you know, my online business. And I had no desire to make money. I had no desire to be um online because in many ways my personal family look down on people on social media because they come with their own set of beliefs. You know, they're not from this country. And so they don't really understand American culture. So they're like, Why the fuck would anybody show want their, to share
1: their business? They don't because get that. Parents, mi amor. I don't have an accent now. I had one until I was eight or nine. Okay. And the only yeah. reason I got rid of it is because. I so I was not born in this country. I got rid of it because I was bullied. And so yeah. I sat in front of a TV and just imitated the words that I heard from nightly the nightly news. Right. But right. if I get really pissed, I'll be like my brother, <laughs> my mother. Right. Yeah. And my mom's English. She didn't really speak it. She passed in 2020. She still wasn't rocking it. Yeah. So my parents are immigrant. I've had to heal also the immigrant mentality of work, 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 work. Right. Ooh. Let's talk about right. it. Trabajo y trabajo y mm-hmm. saving y prote- because if you're not from this country, you're obviously probably not inheriting like 400 years of houses and land oh. and stuff and wealth. Mm-hmm. And you're, got, you're the first one, unless again, people in your family back home did it, but no, they didn't. And so we're the ones to create it and it's important to show up and be ourselves. And I think obviously we all have trauma, we all have pain mm-hmm. and when we are sharing online, I think it's also important to question why we're doing it. Yeah. Right? Like, for me, I was booked in business. Um, You know, I was in Queens. I was booked in business. It was all word of mouth. Then I spoke on many stages, and I started to get a list. And then I got laid off three times in four years. And my friends were all like, mujer, but why aren't you doing what you do? You've been doing circles for, like, what, 16 years, 15 years? You're doing hypnosis. You're doing clearings. You do limpias. Like, you do all this, this is your life, your real life, yeah. right? Like your real everyday life. Yeah. And I just, I was terrified. Um, had to do a lot of work, past life work, ancestral work to be able to, I was terrified of being killed. I was terrified of being hurt. My mom and dad were not on board though. So they got me reading people, right? Cause they felt if you have a gift, you're supposed to share it with your community. So nice. they're the ones who got me out there, but then they were like, look, you go to law school, you do the, you know, you're like, go write, go do your thing, go do money, you want to do. make money, be safe, get married, have some kids, don't go out there and get attacked and get, and I'm not saying, you know, things did happen, but they were more on the spiritual level to be very transparent and uh, people stole my work too. even like a very well-known coach who was like my dear friend, stole all my branding when I shared it with her and she was not a priest, not involved in any of it. Literally went and took pictures in the way that I had said I was going to do it. It almost shut me down, but I fought it. And my first name was the Urban Priestess. I was in New York City, and I was running around doing that work. And after 15 years of that, in the last four years, I just kept hearing business bruja, the biz bruja, business bruja, 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 like, own it, own it. That's your name since you're a little girl. And then I changed it. But nothing bad happened, too. And so I think that we need to question why we're doing things. You know, I see people who come on like, oh, my God, last night, the extraterrestrials talked to me. And, you know, it's like being somebody who's already been there, done it. You don't want to pee on anybody's parade because they're excited and they should feel that excitement because it's coming through to them right now but then they're doing it in a way to promote
0: themselves. And you're like, wait a minute, girl, the ETs just talked to your ass. You barely got a language down, I I love when people are like, I just got a download. I'm like, did you get get a download or was this a thinking thought? And do you know what it feels to have a thinking thought and a receiving thought? And so I think there's just a lot of language in the spiritual community that people are saying, spirit told me, okay, the spirit really tell you, or again, is this just your egoic mind, right? Like there's just so many things that are happening right now. It's just such a juicy topic to really get on here. And, you know, one thing that you're um, sharing too, is just about, you know, people stealing your work and putting yourself out there also, right. And not being afraid that that's going to happen and not being afraid that, you know what, this is the work that you're called to do. This is part of your own healing. And that's something that I always share with our students. It's like, I'm not here to make you money. I'm not here to heal you. Like I have no power to do that. Only you have the power to do that. Like stop stripping away your power and giving people money and thinking that they're going to do anything magical for you. You got to do that. Like I can be the embodiment because I do the motherfucking work in real life. And so I can show you what that looks like. I can hold that space for you, but like, don't get it twisted and don't bring out that message because for me, I believe, you know, there's a lot of things that I bring through from, you know, Jesus Christ to the Vedas to yoga philosophy, to a little bit of Buddhism. And it's like, you're creating karma for yourself as well. So just, it's so important that as we share the work, that we sit with ourselves, that you process it, that you use the practice of discernment because not everything needs to be said, and you don't got to run to the internet streets to say every single thing that you (laughs) receive. And there is a practice that I think we have to honor. I loved everything you
1: said, you know, I was snapping. I loved everything that you said. Now I love you even more because I knew I liked you a lot. Now I love you even more because I'm not going to do it for you, which is the truth. And remember anybody out there, if you are expecting somebody to do it for you in some way, consciously, subconsciously, where you're handing over your money, your power, whatever, your self esteem. What you're just doing is replicating the system you were grown, you, that you grew up in with the church, with government, with whatever, and thinking that you're breaking apart, breaking away, but you're not, you're taking the same, you know, I'm a, vic, I'm, I'm a victim. I need somebody to tell me what to do. I need to, the most incredible thing about being a leader and stepping into your spiritual leadership is trusting yourself and de- developing that relationship. And the thing is that when, when we keep handing our power over, I mean, it's a lesson, right? So we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And, you know, when you said about having work stolen, look, even two years ago, when my brother had just passed, my youngest brother, somebody in the school took my link and there were 3.5,000 downloads of my course online, which we couldn't track, but it was wow. within five days, right? Now, I just want to share with you, my grandfather, my mother's side had something, an idea stolen, and somebody made a lot of money off of it. Mm. My mother wrote something for television showed it to a mentor, they took it and they created the program, successful. My dad, so it's like a lineage. And when I started writing, putting things out there, they were both scared for me. And I'm like, you know what? It's worse if I don't. Yeah. Because as long as I stay healthy and as long as I stay myself and grounded, there's more where that came from. Anybody who steals anything from you will not be able to continue or replicate it because they didn't initiate it. They didn't create it. They didn't download it. They didn't flow it through. Snap, snap, snap.
0: Okay, what she said. Right.
1: And yep. so the thing is, like, obviously you learn, like I learned, I'd hired somebody to do this, but obviously they really didn't know what they were doing because they said, oh, we got the safety. No, we shouldn't have put that link in there. We should have done it another way. But I let them go and I started doing it. I was like, this is the way we're going to do it. And I found that out. And so Even if, you know, like somebody called me a while ago and they were like, oh, Vanessa, you know, I don't come out as a healer. And they're older. They're like, because, you know, there's so many fakers. I'm like, oh, but do you hear yourself? You should be coming out because there are exactly Don't criticize. This is not an excuse. I'm going to hide because there's bullshit out there. Well, go shine the light in the darkness. You know, you shine the light in the light. You can't see the light. You shine Mm -hmm. the light where there's shadow, where there's darkness, where things need to be seen and made clear. And she was like, "Uh," and I'm like, so there's another reason. What's really going on? Right. You're not hiding because there's bullshit out there. Uh, she's like, I'm afraid to be seen as bullshit. But girl, I said, if you're authentic, you're not going to be seen as bullshit.
0: It's a great energy,
1: even if they don't know anything about it, they
0: can feel the energy. Of course. And so and yes. No. And so I think
1: that's important.
0: There's just so many. I'm like, wh- where do we go after this? There's just so many things to talk about, and one of the things that you're sharing is just so beautiful because it's just really the practice of intuition and the practice of you being your inner light and connecting with your inner being, your inner God. You know, it's being your true self, your whole self, the holy self. It's like all the selves gotta commune, you know, and that's the really the message that we share inside of Unleash and Unveil. It's like you gotta go in baby girl human being like you got to go in and you got to figure that out we're here to help and we're here to assist but also you know what you said was really interesting it's like we can't be the ones that are pointing the finger and blaming right i think me personally there is a huge opportunity for us to shift the game online i think so many people are focused on the wrong things you know they're focused on like well this you know it it's wrong if we do this and it's wrong if we if we do that but what's right and also yes. Let's pave the way. Like, why not? Like, that's why I joined, you know, the bandwagon. I was like, you know what, this is a good opportunity for me to show a lot of the things that we've been doing in our community in this way. In this platform, the way I speak, the way I curse, the way I move my hands like this is me. This is how I am. This is how I really am. Not online, not because we're doing an interview, because that's how I am. I show up in a messy bun. I coach like that. I don't need to be anybody else but me. And if we can continue to help human beings do that, then of course you attract wealth. Of course, you attract opportunity, but don't make it about the wealth and don't make it about the the money, because then you're in bondage. Then you're in attachment. Then the only way you can feel good is when you make money. Then the only way you feel good is when you get a lot of likes. Don't do that. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love that you just said that. And it's so important to have a real life. It's Mm -hmm. so important to have a real life. And, you know, I remember taking acting classes a long time ago. I was at Tish and I wanted to be a film director, by the way. So I'm 21 years old. I'm sitting in my home and my apartment. I was already on my own and I'm writing in my journal and automatic writing came through. It was like, it is good that you are at this school. But no, because my guys back then were very like, "Mm," you know, they were like kind of chilly, kind of little cool. They were like very, you know, kind of hands off from the human experience. It is good that you are, you know, exploring this artistic side, but no, that you will not be a film director. You're going to be a spirit director. And I'm like 21 years old again, before like Wi-Fi was starting, but it wasn't really taken off. And I'm like, what do you mean spirit director am i going to be like a pastor <laughs> like what's up you know um you know and so it was so interesting and i find i find that when we um the image of what we think our life is going to be i mm-hmm. see i feel that a lot of people like get one download or get one guidance or get one dream and then they run with it like that's like written in stone yeah and what you understand when you're on the journey for a long time is that everything's always shifting and timelines are always shifting. And you know, you can get downloads every day or have voices or speak to you all these things, but people are pursuing that and sometimes they're pursuing the wrong thing. They want the big thunderbolt they want. But I heard stories from you, Vanessa, you were in a car accident. You heard the voice. I'm like, yeah, but I've been hearing the voice. I'm a kid, like clear. And so when it told me sit up so you don't break your back, I did. And then I didn't break my back when I was in a car accident because I was laying down without a seatbelt. When I sat up and we were in an accident, I was able to hold on. And so Mm -hmm. my back was protected. And I said, you know, but this is the path. This is what I've been doing since I'm little. I wasn't and I don't have kids. I said, while you were busy having children. And getting married and building a career, buying houses and real estate. I was working on myself and doing this for this life. Mm -hmm. So we can't get it confused that spiritual journey or spiritual path, which we're all on, even if we don't know that we're on. Is supposed to lead you to a career mm. or to this or to that or that spiritual exaltation or ascension means that you're a full millionaire and you know suddenly your stomach got flat and your boobs got i don't know extra energy <laughs> in them. um you know what i, I love you I mean, it's like it's like it, it really is you know it's so interesting because somebody said to me well, what's next level for you and i know the book deal thing has been there for a long time But before I was a little stressed out over it. Now I'm like, it'll come when it comes. But I sat down in my life and I'm like, wow, I've worked really hard in the past to now be existing in this present moment of what I have. Yeah. An established business, a beautiful community, great friends, connection to the family that's deceased and present, a loving husband, beautiful pets, health, you know, and it's been very hard at times. And, you know, I'm older than a lot of people that are out there online. It took a long time, but just know, like, life is not a direct line. It's spirals and spirals of healing, of loss. You know, 16 years ago, I was about to get married to a man I was with for seven years. And I raised three of his, helped raise three of his kids from different moms. I thought, we're at the un hijo now, I'm going to have a baby now. And then I was like, Oh, God's, you know, the energy was like, Vanessa, you need to end this marriage. And I'm like, What? You let me stay here for seven years. Spirit was like, Well, you had a lot of karma and shit. You had to work out. And I'm like, but shit, you could have like kept my fertile years though. And they were like, That's the lessons, that's the time. Don't worry. And I said, Show me proof. And guess what? A, a video, um, not a video, an email came through in black and white that he was cheating. Said, Spirit, give me the proof. I need the validation. Yeah. And we could do that, you know, but. We have to listen, and so I don't think that spiritual people or spiritual people who've been at this for a while look like what you're seeing online. Like you said, you got your bun, you're like yourself. We are human beings managing multiple selves in a current space, trying to live our best lives and holding space for others as well. And it's messy, and it's going to be sad sometimes. So 12 years ago, before I came online, I went through a series. I got laid off the day before major surgery. The surgery was intense. Thank God I made it through. Everything worked out. Um, So there I have no money, right? Because I got laid off and unemployment doesn't cover your New York City. A major breakup, then a car accident on December 12, uh, 2012, which is the end of the mind calendar. And you know what some people said to me? Wow, like I thought you were such a good person, but you must have really bad karma.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, have you done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody did witchcraft on you yeah and i just heard this very clear and i mean now everybody says it and there are memes but this is you know 10 years ago and it was like no girl i'm a grape being made into wine i'm charcoal being pummeled into a diamond oh yeah losing everything that i thought was me so i could be set free to be me and Funny. so, even, right. Like you could be so spiritual. Great. You could do I was like, but God, I'm a good person. I, I give, I do this. I help people. I help myself. I'm on it. And it's like, <laughs> we're not punishing you girl. We're stripping away everything yes really free and be yourself and not give a crap about what
0: people say Mm. so you can be yourself right and like what does that even mean and how and who are we when we don't have all of these things I you know it's so funny I wrote a piece of content today and it, it, it was all about that like I feel like so often we make believe or we portray that it's all rainbows and sunshine but it's not really like that you know you're I'm hearing you and I'm just like wow like there's just so many things that are coming up in so many similarities even for for myself too you know with somebody back and forth for 10 years you know got married and then two or three months later same thing divorce they're cheating and I'm like wait what what do you mean? You know, and it was good. And then, you know, I was working as a TV producer for MTV for about 13 years, writing and producing all my own shows. And then boom, that gets swept up. And I think, you know, in the moment, I remember, like, I really just like went back to that moment of that person who was like in the corner, like, God, like, what did I do? Like, I did everything you wanted me to do. I'm the second person that graduates in my family in college. I have 23 cousins. My sister's the first person to graduate college as a social worker. I'm the second. Like, come on, give me a break. You know what I'm saying? Throw I'll me in there. Help a sister out. Yeah, you know. You're like, what's up? <sighs> And then taking a moment in this time space reality to look back and just being so thankful, right? Like, just like, oh shit, like that really needed to happen so that I can continue to connect to me, the real me, not the fake me, not the artificial me, not the me that I created, not the me that my mom wanted me to be, all of those things. Because, you know, I'm not even going to talk about growing up in a Latina (laughs) home, you know, coming out when I was 14 years old as a lesbian. And my parents were like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not doing that. (laughs) Like, you need to figure that out, but you're not doing that. And so, really fighting for my own identity, which ultimately led me on this path, right? It's like, okay, do I believe in God? Do I not believe in God? Because you guys believe in God. And now you're telling me that who I am is wrong. And so, it led me down these winding paths to the point where I read the Quran, I read the New Testament, just like really. A seeker, you know like who am I like is this okay is that okay? and then realizing like nobody fucking got the answer like you gotta be okay with you are you okay, Melissa because that's the only thing that matters and imagine if we brought that energy online imagine imagine if we brought that energy through our work through our business, through our medicine through the things that really call to us not just because we're trying to make a buck you know it's like would you still be doing what you're doing without making money? of course because I did
1: right. So, so, so when I started, so I had circles, diverse circles in New York City um, for 10 years and everybody just showed up in this small apartment. There were like 30, 40 people in a spiral. At first it was all women and then people started asking me if the men could come and so every other month I had men coming. Everybody brought potluck mm. and a friend of mine from Long Island came with the drumming, African drumming. Um, Other people came with other things, people cleansed. And I told my neighbors, you know, shit's going down today. And so, but it wasn't any particular religion. It wasn't like specifically Santeria. It wasn't specifically this. And, you know, you'd have the Irish white girl who could speak Spanish because she spent time in Chile and Ecuador. You'd have the Haitian lady who just arrived, who grew up in a voodoo, you know, a family practice voodoo. And she'd been here only three months. And she just met me at the gym. And I'm like, girl, you want to come to my house? She's like, OK, I go, oh, you know, because you told me that about you. Don't be. It's going to be stuff, you know, but in a different way. And she's like, OK. Yeah. And then just bringing like looking around like Colombiana, la Peruana, you know, la Gitana, la Italiana, all the people la Jamaican, and Jamaican. Kenya and that's where I come from I come from online what they show you is that you have to separate from your people in order to be special
0: Mm -hmm. and I want to
1: talk a little bit about that because sometimes people who think that they're grown and healed about that they are not and I want to talk about that for a minute what I mean by that is they create space in the images that they show, um, they're getting on a plane, you know, private plane. You know, I'm talking about marketers, right? Like big time marketers. How people don't even get happy about making ten thousand because that's that ain't shit to them because they're like, oh, if you ain't making a hundred thousand a month, that you're nothing. So then the person who, for the first time in their life, made that thousand that they mm-hmm. never made yeah. before, that's important. Celebrate the first hundred, the first fifty, whatever it is. It's not about comparing and competing, and so we've been taught that celebrity and the things who are distant from us are what we should want. But I want to call upon this. Did not, did Jesus not break bread with people? Yeah. Hello, mm. sit with people right. Yeah. Of all walks of life. Yeah. Right. Did, mm-hmm. did most of the prophets not come from the people yeah. that we know of. Right. And they sat and they broke bread with them and we still remember them hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And so everybody who wants to be so separate, want to be on the mountaintop, okay, you have your reasons, you may have your trauma, but I'll tell you, I've been criticized by coaches because they're like, oh, during the pandemic, you reduced your rate. I said, I didn't reduce my rate for everything. I reduced my rate for Reiki, which I never taught before online because I wasn't focused on Reiki and energy healing in that way. I did it in my coaching sessions. But in that moment, everybody who came to me was like, I have no tools, Mm. and we're online and they're all over the place right right? and so I said let's do a pay what you can right and there was a lot of criticism but guess what a couple thousand people came through right and then they did it for the kids and then their anxiety went down and then and then they got their jobs or they started doing healing work and so this criticism of what something should look like and not and I'll tell you this it's been interesting it hasn't happened in the last two years but I remember years ago five years ago Somebody would come to me. I'm really challenged right now in New York. I'm going through this. ba 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 blah. Can you give me a break? I will give a break. But the minute they had the, the money, they were paying somebody bigger money. And mm-hmm. I remember I talked to them because I know that I helped them. And I was like, you know, this five years ago. And I said, you know what happened? They're like, you know what I think? I think it's your, like, my family member. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right. But again, going back to how colonization teaches us that what is away from us, like the royal family, right? We look at you know, the royal people, the celebrities, the people on at uh, the what is it? The we just had a museum gala, whatever, and everybody was dressed in all these wild outfits, beautiful, et cetera. But they're distant from us. They don't walk among us. Maybe they'd be right. mall. Who knows what would happen to them? But let's not put down, and that's why we also look down on our abuelitas and our grandmothers who did this work, and la tías and whoever was using the huevo because it was every day in common. Every and day. what do we look at? We look at the person who is cross legged in the middle of a street with buildings on top. I'm not going to name names,
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> yes, everybody and
1: did that photo shot, everybody did that photo shoot, everybody in New York did that photo.
0: Shoot. <laughs> And I'm not putting
1: it down because it does, like it is, it's like you're a guru in the city and you're praying. I get it. Like it worked. Okay. But that's not the only thing. And I think that it just linked in my mind while I was talking about it that we want these extraordinary people that never have a pimple and always seem to be perfect, but yet we're putting it down. But then that's what your heart wants. Why do we ask our leaders to be these people that they're not? Mm-hmm. Why do we look down? Why do we overlook the leaders that we are and the leaders in our community? Mm-hmm. Why do we
0: look down at our own abuelitas who did the healing and their bata? Okay. Yes. Okay. So- Yes. Call it what it is. Oh my God. Put two Latinas in a room together. Forget it. This is like a fucking spice bomb. You know, one of the things that you said, I I won't even get into the pricing because I talk a lot about money, especially in our BIPOC community, because we're fucking hella triggered when it comes to money. It's the same thing, right? It's like, you won't pay for things that you really, really need and want that is going to help you um, with your own healing. Yeah. You'll buy a brand new car. Like, and I'm not again, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm just saying what I grew up with in the hood. You know what I mean? Like that's what people put more importance on because I think it's very much telling of our culture, right? That we care more about how we adorn ourselves. We care more about the Jordans that we have in our feet, except, you know, not how we feel internally. And so this is so everything that you're saying is so important because you're not paying the person next to you because they see you like family, but you're paying the next person because there's distance. I love that analogy, right? You're paying the person that you're almost idolizing. You're paying the person that you almost want to be like, yet You won't pay your sister. You won't pay the person in your community. And that's actually a lot of what has been playing out online is that that's whoever has the best marketing tools is really the one that is grabbing a lot of that audience. Because again, we're replaying the same karmic wound of the celebrity, the way we used to see celebrities, you know, somebody um, online, I think it was a comedian. I don't know who, but he said, Uh, it would suck to be a comedian nowadays because, you know, they don't idolize um celebrities like this anymore. We actually look not down, but we're like, oh my God, well, celebrity, poor guy. You know, we're but yeah, yeah. like five years ago, we would be like, oh my God, celebrities, oh, J Lo, oh, this person. Yeah. It's like we idolize them. Now we understand that we don't need to idolize these people who are online or on a TV screen. Everybody is together. Everybody is on their own spiritual journey. But one thing that you said um that really stuck out was, you know, being the student of spirit. And. I want to really lead the end of this conversation to what it feels like to constantly do this work and feel like you have to find your vision or you have to find your mission. I think there's a little bit of toxicity there as well that we're online and we're, you know, doing this healing work and that we are helping people find their vision and their mission and their this and their that. And it's like, mm, I, I don't know, but for me, like that doesn't fully land. Like you, I can't help you figure out your vision and your mission if you are too far away and separate from your own. How can I help you do this? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So I love that. I love that. So I think that that's why, you know, I am a soul biz coach, but a lot of times I'm doing the healing work with the hypnosis and the energy work and the shamanic work to peel away the layers, to even get to be able to create a business, right? Because there's so many dreams and there's so much blindness around these things, but we're not going to do the work for you. We're going to come with our toolbox. We're going to come also, we're embodying that energy, right? Like you said that earlier, I don't know if you said it on tape off, but you were like, I'm just going to be myself we're doing the work so when we're sitting across from you, you can feel the emanation of what you're wanting and we're helping you anchor it. But at the end of the day, you must want it and you must show up and guess what? You continue to show up, it never ever ends. And the thing is this about like one guiding vision. Maybe there's people out there that have only one guiding vision, but to be honest, since I'm a kid, I'm always seeing different visions, right? And every year I check in with myself I know people don't believe this when I say it. They're like, what? And I'm like, yes. I check in, I'm like, Spirit, do you still want me to do this? Yeah. Though This is what I've trained for like, all my life, right? And then I'm like, do you still want me to do this? Do you still want me to do this? And at one point, after a year renting a space two blocks from my house in Queens, I think it was 2009, I did a whole year, So it's really 11 years of supporting myself. But anyway, um, I went back because I needed a surgery and I needed a big fibroid surgery. I had like 20 fibroids. My belly was like a six month pregnancy belly. It was intense. And um, I was like, I'm not going to pay that off with my own little business. I am going to go to a job. And while I was at the job, they treated me really well for once in my life. No, maybe twice in my life. And Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'm just supposed to serve, right? Because I was helping the energy. I would give people insights like people would hang out with me and their grandma would show up like you know she wants to be an enfermera she doesn't want to be in this marketing world or whatever it was and so I'd be like have you ever thought about going back have you were you in nursing school they're like oh my god I was so I was always dropping little you know things that I was receiving but spirits like no and so staying dialogue there's no place that we get to I mean you know as I shared with you in 2020 there was so much tremendous loss and I knew like before it happened I wound up in the hospital because I knew and something like pulled at me in the back of my chest I almost thought I was having a weird heart attack and I'm healthy except for a thyroid thing and it was like you know and I went to the hospital to my guides were like do you want to go with your family because if you do you're going to make it happen Mm. And I chose to stay. I was like, no, I want to stay. They're like, okay, just know, yeah, what you feel is true. Your dad, your mom, and your younger brother are going to go. And then I said, well, what is my place here? Like, they're like, you do what you do. So in other words, we talked about this earlier. Some people, when they lose somebody, they might need to drop out and go within. That's what they need to do. For me, I was on a horse and I was supposed to ride that. I was supposed to like, hey and I keep going, you know, that's how I was, that's the feeling. And my parents, when they crossed over, were there like, go, oh, bye, bye, you know, do it, do it. They're and are you like, on. They were. And it was like, and now this year I'm chilling, but we have to check in and always like, you know, where am I greatest of service? No, you got to show, show up now. And now I've been guided. No, you're in greatest service right now, resting. Mm. You're in greatest service. And I was like, no, but I thought I would be doing my book proposal and finishing it. And I would talk to people and I got things in motion. But then I'm like, no, I, I went to DR for a week. I was in Miami for two weeks. I never take three weeks off from work. I slowed down, finished my initiation process with the Inca Medicine School. There's so much that I had to just slow down and be there. But we're guided to that. But when we do that, you know, there's not then the awards that we get out online, like, oh, now you went up, but now you made even more money, right? Or now you're being honored as so and so. And so, your identity, as you said earlier, cannot be tied to, and you can't enslave yourself to money that you make, the place that you live. You know, when I first built my business, I was told by my gu- guides to sublet my apartment. I had never done that shit in my life. I didn't even have roommates after the age of 22. I just worked two jobs and did my readings on the side. Cause I was like, I need peace in this house to do my work, right? Yeah. And so here I am at this age, I'm like 39 years old. And they're like, you're going online and you got to sublet your house. I'm like, I didn't even do this at 20. What the F? And I did <laughs> it. I literally built my business recovering from illness while I lived at, I lived in Miami, I lived in Costa Rica, Panama. I lived in LA. I lived in different places, but it taught me to release and let go and come back. And so I just think it's important for us to know that our journey is unique, that it's different, that it's not going to look like everybody else. And uh, And this is something I said to somebody the other day. People think they've got to get their purpose. You're running on it. Mm. These may not know it. People yeah. think they got to, I got to know my God's name. Maybe the name isn't important where they exist. Yeah. On the plane that they exist, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, 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 you know, but this thing about struggle and having to fight for it, that's a colonizer energy, mm. you know, of, of you've got to fight for it. Look, you got to fight for enough things in life. I think at some point in life, right. You don't have to fight for that.
0: For your no. spirituality,
1: for your guides, for your purpose. Sometimes your purpose is just to be happy. And people kidding? don't like that purpose because people have tied purpose, you know, again, capitalism tied purpose to making money, traveling the world, having a million retreats, doing whatever, getting in a magazine cover. And by the way, because I've been behind the scenes for a decade now and over. Um, I know that some people have just paid to be on covers of magazines. I just want everybody to know that. Um, I've seen people that because they came for family money or married into money or whatever it was, were able to say that they bought certain land that was actually given to them. They said, I did it with my business. They didn't. Let's not believe everything we hear and tap into our own energy and intuition. And look, I'm not knocking them. I celebrate them however they got it. I'm like, you go, like you, there's enough for all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we all
0: don't want the same things. Yeah. I think what you're bringing forth is just, again, that discernment, just like be careful. Listen, this is coming from a TV producer. Okay. I went to school for TV. Like that is literally what I went to school for, to be a journalist, to write. And I have worked on the biggest reality shows through Viacom MTV. I was a baby working there. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I am well known here, even now still, like I still have a private Facebook group that has over 10,000 Top TV producers that are writing and producing shows. Like that literally was my whole world. And take it for me, it's very manipulating. And that's actually when I had my own awakening, I had to take a step back and I had to be like, oh, wait, you're part of the problem too. So, like, Look at how they're portraying black and brown people online. You're a part of that. This is what you're doing as well. And having that really hard realization of like, oh, wait, that wasn't my intention. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a filmmaker I wanted to make movies I wanted to you know because we're creative and we're visionaries and you know but getting caught up in climbing the 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 ladder whatever the fuck we're climbing you know and or it, you it, didn't sleep like I was a casting assistant and I was like that's when I left
1: film when I was like I'm not gonna go from being a casting assistant to being a film director yeah. there's no way to leap do you know what I mean and oh. I was just like all I'm doing is working 16 17 hours a day my poor cats are like crying i had to give them away i love them um because i wasn't home enough and contrary to popular belief while cats are independent if they bonded with you they need your love yeah relationship um yeah and it's just and i think this is what the freedom that we're coming to melissa and i just want to applaud your bravery for leaving all that because i know that you worked hard to get there
0: oh yeah and i got Mm -hmm. a lot of fucking
1: student loans because of it (laughs) i know i know well and i want to say like feel into what works for you and redefine success, redefine, you know, what feels good to us. I sat there because somebody asked me, you know, what's next level for you, what's up next level? And I'm like, and I'm just gonna be real blunt. I was like, I'm really happy nobody died this year in my family, okay? I mean, when you lose three people that are your immediate family in 2020, your cousin in 2021, and also my improv teacher in 2020, and tons of people that I went to school with and all this stuff that I just saw in the hallway even, I was like, first of all, an up level is that I'm not witnessing any more physical losses of people that I love. Mm. But second of all, I looked around and I'm like, yo, I'm the empress in the tarot card right now. Mm. I bought a home. There's nature where I love my husband. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went through a lot of pain and loss in relationships, stepkids that I had for seven years the hope of having the child and having children, but wanting to do it my way, my way didn't align with the timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like all the things that you thought you wanted and and then you're like, well, it's going to be otra vida and maybe it did happen in other lives. And also allowing yourself to have kids in different ways, like step kids and cats and clients and people, whatever, plants and just loving what we have right now. Mm. So I said, the only up level that I could imagine is getting an amazing book deal with an amazing company. Yeah. And maybe having more space to talk about the things that I love on a bigger scale, like maybe interviews and television, but a real TV, not like, like people have called me to audition. I've auditioned at least, by the way, 12 times for TV things. And it's always like, they want me like La Bruja with the candles and the smoke and incantations and all this. And I'm like, no, like I'm like real. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just opportunities to keep being joyful, being happy, being healthy, being abundant and helping other folks do the
0: same. So beautiful, so beautiful. I'm I'm just really loving the way this kind of just all tied into that energy of your real flex is being happy. You know what I'm saying? It's realizing that there's abundance everywhere. This is why I love like working here where I set myself up in the attic because I'm like in direct eye line to all of the trees. And when I open my windows, I just hear the birds singing and I have plants around me. And it's just like... That if you don't have that, you're disconnected from the self, and nothing is gonna satisfy you—not your business, not your partner, not money. I've learned that time and time again. You know, I've only been in business for a short time, Vanessa. It's only gonna be three years. That's and the amazing. more, and the more and more I I travel through all of these, you know, valleys and hills, and I get to know myself better, and we charge more, and and things get bigger, and and things die off, and we invent new right. things. I realized that um. I just feel the same. I just feel the same me. You know what I'm saying? Nothing fucking changes. Nothing changes. And I think that's part of the illusion that we keep thinking that wherever we get is going to be better than where we are right now. Like, no, your flex is being happy every day. And listen, shit happens, okay? Like, you're not going to be fucking happy every day, but you can't lose your peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be in control of your joy. You can't let the outside dictate so much of how you feel because there's so much to manage already within. Right. And so, yeah, I'm going to leave our audience with, you know, two things that that really stuck out, which was check in with yourself. You know, you were saying, you know, you check in with yourself on a um, on a yearly basis. Man, I try to check in with myself as much as possible. You know, I've got my business yearly, but for myself, I mean, in terms of the vision, but of course, every day, right? Of course. Yeah. And, you know, constantly always asking, like, am I still supposed to be doing this? Does this make me happy? Uh, giving yourself the opportunity to just change your mind. I probably have never publicly said this, but like, if my business shut down tomorrow, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Life continues. You know, I still have my wife. I still have my dog. I still have nature. I still get to hike. I'll just, I'll figure out what the next thing is. And I think so often we play into that illusion that it has to be like this and my sole business has to be like this and we have yes. to make 10K and God forbid you don't make 100K. It's okay, humans. Decide what kind of business you want because you know what? I've met a lot of business owners that are not scaling their business. They're a boutique business and they know every single person in their business by name. They give them the ultimate service. And so I think instead of you trying to figure out how to scale fast and you know get 100K Focus on you just checking in with yourself. Focus on you. The biggest thing that you brought through was your own authenticity, which requires you to get to know yourself deeper, right? Bring the real you, the true you, the whole you as much as you can out. And listen, we're going to fucking make mistakes because we're humans. Yeah, humans. Yeah, Vanessa, tell us how we can find you. Tell us your offerings. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this. I have to tell you, our interviews are usually 20, 30 minutes. This has been a whole hour because... um there's just so much here and there's still so much here, but yeah, let's just wrap it up and share a little bit more about how we can find you, your social media handles, all the things. Thank you so much, Melissa. I adore you. I'm bringing you onto my podcast.
1: Yes, We got to hang. I hope I get to meet you. I mean, we got to do this in person, even though we've met right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So everybody can find me at thebizbruja.com. That's my website. You can find me on Instagram, uh, thebizbruja. Please, there's so many scammers right now. There's no underscore. There's no one. There's no double letter letters the biz bruja b-r-u-g-a and I do okay. want to share um so there's a kashuk record certification training in my school energy work hypnosis will be coming later this year and the thing that I'm most excited about is this beautiful trip to Peru um, that we're having in the end of October and mm-hmm. it's I think October 26th to November 2nd and it's called raices Sagrada sacred roots journey you know, answering the call of the, answering the cosmic call of the ancestors. And we're going to be going to Lima, then Sacred Valley, then um, taking a train into Machu Picchu. We're going to go to the Altares. We're going, we're packing in a lot in six days. And we also have time to do ceremony in the location. So it's not going to be just like you're touring through and walking through. We're going to be actual, and I'm going to guide people and sharing how You know, Andean cosmology affects us, how to do the offerings and the kintu that is done in Andean um, beliefs and Andean paths. And that I'm so excited about. And that is raicesagradasjourney.com.
0: But if you find me on The Business Book, you'll find it, so. Oh my God, I'm just so excited we connected like this, sister. Like, this has been so amazing, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your energy, bringing all of your spice, all of your, yeah, yeah, just you, you know, just being yourself and so, All right, humans, I will see you on the next podcast. Namaste. Breathe.